Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Saturday, November 5th. I'm your host, John June. This guy to my left. That would be Greg Penniman, calling G Money. Yes, sir. Good, bro? Chilling, man. Chilling. Saturday morning. Great Saturday morning. Weather's been perfect around the country. It's, it's, it's crazy out here. Uh, but yeah, ready for week nine. Had a solid Thursday night game. I mean, you know, expectations. We, we expected what happened. But yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for Sunday. No, absolutely. And um, obviously, we did not have a, a, a show on Thursday. We had some scheduling conflict. Um, you know, your, your boy's out here scruffed up in the hotel. You know, Greg, I I, re- I made the realization I'm getting old today. Um, I I I sneezed and I hurt myself. Like, I hurt my neck when oh. I sneezed. It was, it was crazy, you know. Writhing on, the floor, writhing on the floor in pain. I was, you know, I thought it was done. Thought we were going to have to cancel this show. <laughs> uh, but, you know, your boy recovered. Uh, like Zeke Elliott would say, I'm not soft, so... Well, you recover quickly, so you're not that old. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Um, but yes, it is Saturday. We are breaking down all of the games, so this will be a. Uh, this is you know this is like the primer to our Thanksgiving show where we got some bye weeks here, so that's nice. Yeah, we got some bye weeks, so it's a shorter slate, but um, you know it's like a little primer to when we hit Thanksgiving and um you know, the holiday season and we're, and, and we're doing something similar where we're just hitting all the games in, in one shot. Um, yeah. It's 12 games because Thursday already happened. Exactly. Right. Go, 13. See. Exactly. We already had a Thursday game. So yep. we're, we're, 12 games. Well, yeah. uh, we're still getting starts of the week and we're still going to play some get money. So you're not getting robbed of anything here. Uh, you know, like I post, like, like I posted on Twitter from the, uh, fantasy football diagnostics account at FF Diagnostics. You know, you get one less show on the week, but you're getting twice the fun on Saturday. So, uh, you know, what Double could be content, better? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but we do got to break down the Thursday night game that that did happen. And, um, you know, we had the Houston Texans against the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Texans actually kept this game competitive for the most part we you know we've been saying you know no team is going to force the you know no no team has been able to force the eagles into playing in competitive game script um and we didn't think the texans would do that you know we were thinking this game could be over by halftime and you know we we were questioning whether miles sanders could have a good day uh (laughs) because of you know would he even get the opportunity but the texans they played it close um it was a 14 14 game going into the half uh, actually, even going, you know, into the into the the fourth quarter it was a, a twenty-one to seventeen football game. So uh, the Texans kept it close for the most part. An undermanned Texans team, um, you know, no no Brandon Cooks, no Nico Collins. So they're, they're down that top two receivers. Um, but Damian Pierce doesn't care about receivers um, who are out there or not. Damian Pierce, uh, the running back for Houston Texans, that man, he's a grown ass man. That's, that's mm-hmm. the best way to describe it. Uh, I used to say that about Cortland Sutton all the time, but Damian Pierce, man, um, I mean, 
Kyle Brandt does the angry run set the, you know segment on on Good Morning Football, and it just seems like every game Damian Pierce has an angry run. <laughs> yeah, him and uh, Kenneth Walker, you know, two running backs have really been showing out with their their runs, tough runs. But yeah, he's showing himself to be matchup proof at this point. We kind of knew that already being on Houston and him still having value, but and a, a tough matchup against a team that's just rolling. He still got close to six yards per carry. I think we're right, right over five, 27 carries. You love the volume there. So, yeah, I mean, this man, great value this year. He's just proven himself to possibly be a first-round pick next year. Uh, yeah, Damian, Damian Pierce is, is balling. Yeah, I mean, we, we did talk about, you know, uh, you know, I know I specifically spoke about this matchup not being as – bad as it might seem um you know philly's been giving it up to running backs a little bit the last three weeks and that continued in this matchup here but the thing is about pierce that we kind of we talked about leading up to the season was he needs that james robinson type situation where he's gonna he's literally gonna get all the work because we're not expecting the houston texans to be a good football team and they're not one six and one right so um, that usually is not conducive to running back fantasy points unless you are a pass catcher like, you know, like a Christian McCaffrey or an Alvin Kamara uh, mm-hmm. or an Austin Eckler where you're going to be game pr- game script proof because you're going to see, you know, those targets, which going in a lot, he did not have a target in this last game against Philadelphia, but going over the last three weeks, he had a 16% target share. He's seeing 80, 80 plus percent of the team rush share you know you you talked about the 27 carries you know that's predictable right like those touchdowns not like he didn't score a touchdown the other day but he got 139 rushing yards 13.9 ppr points uh you know ppr standard half ppr whatever you want to call it 13.9 um and you just look you know one of the things i like to do is you know either add a touchdown to a player's stat line if he didn't have one or take it away if they did have one, because it kind of gives you an idea of the floor and the ceiling of the player, mm-hmm. right? And Damian Pierce is able to do this without scoring a touchdown. That kind of gives you an idea of, like, the type of floor that he has on a week-to-week basis. But he also add the touchdown in, and now you see the kind of upside that he could have, you know, going forward. Yeah, no, he's he's a baller. Um, they continue to play him as such, you know, happy for those people that, Taking him in the, like third round right before draft, before uh, first game of the season. So definitely good. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it all preseason, right? He was a value before the season started, uh, you know, in the eighth round where he was, you know, eighth, ninth round where he was going at that yeah. time. Um, and then when the Marlon Mack release happened, um, you know, it was his his ADP skyrocketed and then became a risk. Yep. And you know, we play fancy football is a game of probability, right? Like, you know, we had to like in order for him to hit as a third round pick, he had to do all the things that we've talked about, and he's done them. You know, mm-hmm. and so and more, yeah, uh, and more for sure. Um, anything else you want to talk about Thursday night football, Greg? Any anything else that stuck out to you? No, I mean the Eagles, the players we expected to show out showed out. Uh, Goddard, Miles Sanders, uh, Hurts play well. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was it was a Goddard day for sure. So that's, he took over. Yeah, um, you know, like I said, I I I saw him having a top two day, like top two week, and I mean it's Thursday football, like 
you know what what week was that Jawan? oh yeah Jawan, oh it was fine Jawan johnson yeah. i was thinking more like travis Etienne on like london i'm like oh he's gonna oh. finish as like a top three running back and he's like <laughs> scores 25 ppr points and he's like the running back six or seven or whatever it he was. should get but, eight eight for 100 <laughs> in the touchdown should get him top two yeah 24 ppr points yeah, yeah that yeah. should put you in pretty yeah. good range for top two um so you know we'll, we'll see uh I saw a tweet that is living rent free in my head on Thursday, and it was I, I don't remember who tweeted it, but um, <laughs> they said they said I'll never forgive Miles Sanders for telling me not to draft him in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but in the summer, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they asked if he should play if they should draft him in fantasy, and he's like, oh, I don't know, you know, it's hard to score points if I don't get the ball. <laughs> In the ball now, definitely. 17 carries. Yeah. Uh, next highest was Jalen Hurts. So, yeah, he, he's, you know, getting that, that RB1 work. And it's just so upsetting because if not for that comment, Miles Sanders, uh, you know, would have been a my guy for me coming into this year. Yeah. Because uh, I remember telling you, I was like, hey, I wanted to go Miles Sanders, but instead I went A.J. Dillon. So here we are. Um, before we move on, we got a question from Calvo. What's up, guys? Sit one, Deion Jackson, Jamal Williams, or DeAndre Swift? I'm going to uh, say Deion Jackson. That's just me personally. I Like, Swift is, Swift is just so efficient and so talented. I know he's obviously banged up right now. Um, I guess this would also kind of lean like are you the favorite are you did you did you have a, a big thursday night are you down big after thursday night uh because if you need upside i would go swift and williams um if you if you need you know a safe floor you don't want the bottom falling out on you then i would go jackson and jackson and williams but uh, my first instinct was to sit jackson what do you what are your thoughts Greg? yeah i think i'm leaning towards uh jackson and swift I mean, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is also a very, you know, kind of safe as safe as well. Uh, well, he's um, saying sit one. I'm saying I uh, would yeah. sit. I would sit Jack. I'm playing Williams. He, he's in my like of these yeah. three. I'm playing him. So it really, to for me, it comes down to Swift or Jackson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough because I did really. I mean, the one game, you know, Deion Jackson had that start. He he played very well. Um, and got a lot of work in the in the as far as um, receptions. Who got ten receptions in that game? So the thing I mean, that scares me with that is Matt Ryan was the quarterback when yeah, he had that ten receptions. More likely right? to check it down. To, yeah, to check it down. He's not moving. Sam Ellinger could move a little bit. So is he going to get the ten receptions? That was one of the things I was, you know, one of the thought exercises I was having yesterday as I was like updating my projections because mm. like I can't project them for another ten targets because yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Not probably go. I'm gonna still. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Jamal Williams. You're gonna sit Jamal Williams. Yeah, I think Deion, Deion Jackson has an, another solid day. Like I'm so willing you, to play. You would start Deion Jackson over Jamal Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Getting the start today. Okay. Yeah. So there you go, Cavill. You got two different answers. Um. Let's move on. I'm not going to cover any injuries uh, because we are literally covering every game that has not been played yet today. So uh, with that being said, let's just jump right into it. And the first matchup that we are going to cover today is 
Let me scroll up in my show sheet. The three, four, and one Indianapolis Colts traveling to New England to take on the four and four New England Patriots. This game has a 39 and a half point total where the New England Patriots are five and a half point home favorites. Uh, their weather is okay in this game. Uh, actually, weather is pretty much good league-wide outside of maybe one game where there's expected to be some uh, potential wind. Uh, but for in terms of injuries for Indianapolis, we already talked about it. Jonathan Taylor, he's out this week. Um, you know, dealing with that ankle. Uh, Tony Brown, he is out with the hamstring. Uh, the, the cornerback, linebacker Grant Stewart, he is out with a pectoral injury. And then for New England, Devontae Parker, he's out with the knee. David Andrews, the center, he is out with a, a concussion. Marcus Cannon is also out, the offensive tackle. And then there's a bunch of other guys questionable. Uh, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take the Colts – or, sorry, the, the Patriots to cover. I will take the Patriots to win. Um, you know, for Indianapolis, Michael Pittman Jr. is, is a wide receiver too. Uh, Alec Pierce has some wide receiver three flex upside. Uh, you know, saw a 20% target share last week from uh, Sam Ellinger. So, you know, I think that, you know, and we saw what he could do earlier in the year. So I think he still has some upside. Uh, Deion Jackson, uh, I, I do agree he's an RB. He's an RB2 for me this week. Uh, so definitely think the volume will be there for him. Uh, for New England, Ramondre Stevenson, definitely an RB1. Jacoby Myers, uh, he's seeing fantastic volume. The matchup isn't great on paper, but, you know, like we always say, if, if there's a wide receiver who's who's in that 30% uh, of the team targets, I, like I'm not afraid to go into the teeth of a bad matchup. And, you know, Myers has seen about 24%, um, you know, but has had some games where he, you know, he, he is, a, a, you know, above that 30% range. So I um, think he's a, you know, high-end wide receiver too based on that greg where do you where do you stand on this game yeah i'm also going to take the under uh the pats to cover Pats to win um on indy side i'm pretty much agree with you the, the locks are you know michael Pittman uh and deon jackson i think they're you know deon jackson being an rb2 uh he could have some rb1 upside if he gets that touchdown um but i think he does have a, a safe floor tough matchup um but i do like him with the start here uh, michael Pittman also wide receiver too um and alec pierce uh yeah more, more low on flex um i think if you can find some some other matchups like you know the chargers receivers maybe josh palmer or, or something like that i think you know go ahead and start start him um but on the patriots side Roger stevenson's season is just going to continue just continue to roll that train out there man he rb1 season is here and jacoby myers has been very solid as, as a receiver uh finally you know starting to get in the end zone and doing what he's got to do as a, a strong wide receiver too. Yeah, definitely agree there. Um, let's move on to the next matchup here. So we got the six and one Buffalo Bills traveling to MetLife Stadium to take on the five and three New York Jets. This game has a 47 and a half point total according to FanDuel Sportsbook where the Buffalo Bills are 12 and a half point road favorites in this one. Um, in terms of whether we're okay on that front, in terms of injuries, safety Jordan Poyer is out of this game with an elbow, so that means Buffalo's down. They're both their starting safeties, uh, but they do potentially get 
starting cornerback Tredavious White back in this game. Uh, Von Miller's also questionable in this game as well. Uh, for the New York Jets, Corey Davis, wide receiver, he is out with a knee injury. So um, Denzel Mims will continue to take those snaps there. Greg, where are you leaning with this game here? Uh, with this game, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Jets to cover, but I'm going to take the Bills to win. Um, as far as the Bills side, you know, your locks are Josh Allen, uh, Devin Singletary, Stefan Diggs. I think you're going you know, to play them as uh, studs at their matchup. Josh Allen being QB1, Devin Singletary being the RB2 category, and Diggs, you already know, uh, high and wide receiver one. Um, Gabe Davis, I think it's in, you know, he's a boom or bust flex every week. Uh, you're expecting that from him. You, you know where you're going to get uh, the new the new Mike Williams out here. So uh, continue to treat him as, as such. Um, interesting to see what Naeem Hines' role is going to be. Uh, I think I'll probably have him in like a, a stash kind of. I'm not out, out here putting him in the start, but interesting to see his usage and what happens with him and Derby Singletary. Uh, on the Jets side, uh Garrett Wilson is really my most confident play right now, you know, especially with Corey Davis being out. Uh, they really don't trust a lot of other receivers right now. Um, I think other than Garrett Wilson, uh, he's going to lead in targets and receptions. So continue to play him as a, a wide receiver too. Uh, and possibly Tyler Conklin could be back because Corey Davis is out. That could help him a little bit. So I could get a little back on board with him, you know, uh, as, a, as a streaming tight end if you're, uh, desperate for a, a guy, I think uh, he could be a play. Yeah, it's tough right now because, um, you know, speaking of the tight ends, because Mark Andrews' situation, I think, is is a tough situation, right? Like, yeah. Um, you know, do you play, you know, and we could talk about that when we get to that game, but, you know, do you play a Tyler Conklin in this matchup, you know, and just take those points, or do you wait for the Mark Andrews news, assuming you don't have Isaiah Likely? you know, on your, on, you know, roster. Right, so, right. Um, definitely one of those things to consider. I am taking the under here. Uh, I'm going to take the Jets to cover the 12 and a half, uh, but I will take Buffalo to win. Uh, for the Buffalo side, Josh Allen, top three play. Uh, Stefan Diggs is a wide receiver one. You know, Gabe Davis, he's, he's got that. He's a wide receiver three, but obviously all it takes is is one catch to really, to yep. really make his day. Uh, Devin Singletary, you know, definitely an RB two. Uh, it's his. He's the most frustrating. It's not because of him. It's just. It's, it's just. Yeah. It's just hard. You can't. Josh Allen's that guy. He's. He's the. But uh, they don't, it, just don't give him the ball. Like he's averaging. <laughs> like he averages like over five yards a carry, and every time yeah. he touches it, you're like, oh wow, it looks pretty good. And then it's just like. And they do like to the throw. It's like you know when we had. I don't know when we were kind of hoping Clyde will always take over in the Chiefs, but the Chiefs just throw the ball. That's what they do. In the well, last couple of years, Chiefs, yeah. The Chiefs didn't throw the ball when they had Kareem Hunt back there. <laughs> it's true. When they had Rutgers rushing for 1,200 yards. Um, they also throw it to him, too. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah. But they don't throw it to Devin Cemetery. They in, don't. In Buffalo. So uh, Garrett Wilson definitely has a wide receiver one upside in this matchup. Um, Michael Carter in RB2 uh, should see some receptions. Uh, James Robinson, I don't think that that game is here yet. Um, you know, the, the Jets do go on by, they go on by this week. So, um, you know, potentially an opportunity after that. Uh, and then Tyler Conklin, I, you know, think, again, like we talked about, has tight end one upside. The matchup is, is pretty good. Buffalo over the last three weeks gives up the fifth most fancy points to the tight end position. So mm -hmm. 
Um, and and like we said, you know, you you asked last week, you know, why why did he go off last week? And we talked about the fact that the Jets had faced negative game scripts for like the first time in three weeks. Um, they're going to face negative game script in this game. Yeah, they're going to someone. They're going to have to throw the football. So, you know, Garrett Wilson, Tyler Conklin, our boy Mike Q asked, Elijah Moore over <laughs> under one catch. If you change that to one, if you change it to one, one and a half, half, or if you change it to one touch, I'll take the over. One touch. Oh, like a, they get a jet sweep going a little yeah, bit? Just you know, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, uh, one catch. I think he gets one target. So I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the under. <laughs> um, and then he asked uh, Sauce versus Diggs, how many catches and yards for Diggs? Diggs, uh, Diggs, Diggs is Diggs uh, has many if he wants. He does not. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's <laughs> covering matter. him because he get at the line of scrimmage and then make it. You know, do some yak moves. He's he's too he's too saucy. If I want to say that, yeah. Oh, um. Yeah, the sauce shadow though doesn't he doesn't sauce really shadow. Does, sauce does not really shadow. They do yeah. some shadowing in some situations, um, but the Jets are very hush hush about what the window situations are. Um, yeah, but I I think that they're going to be comfortable letting because because DJ Reed is also a really good corner, so they're going to be comfortable letting those guys play sides. Um, but you know the what I was going to say about Diggs is Diggs and Josh Allen have like this mind meld going on. Oh too. yeah. Like, yeah, no. They don't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can have perfect coverage, and he's just gonna. Uh, they run that route so many times that he's just gonna put it in the spot that the DB just can't get to it. So yeah, uh, yeah. it doesn't matter, man. Uh, you asked how many yards, how many catches. I'm gonna whatever, go with seven. Uh, whatever is Vegas is, uh, I'll take the over. <laughs> Give me all of it. Uh, uh, seven catches, hundred yards. That's what I'm going with. I like that. Um. All right, that is all I have on this game. Let's move on to the next game here. We got the five and three Miami Dolphins traveling to Chicago to take on the three and five Chicago Bears. This game has a forty-four and a half point total, where the uh, Chicago Bears are five-point road underdog or home underdogs rather. There are winds around fifteen miles per hour with gusts potentially over twenty. According to Kevin Roth, uh, who does weather analysis um, for Roto Grinders, he says that this should have a minor impact on the game. So it's good news. In terms of injuries, Chicago is mostly okay. Uh, Miami wide receiver River Craycraft, he is out with an illness. Edge rusher Jalen Phillips is questionable with the quad. And then safety Eric Rowe is questionable with the hip. Um, in terms of this game here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Miami to cover. I'm also going to take Miami to win the game here. Um, very easy for this game. Chicago, uh, for Chicago, Justin Fields has quarterback one upside. Darnell Mooney, wide receiver two. Uh, Khalil Herbert and Monty, David Montgomery, that, that is both, you know, have RB, you know, RB2 upside in this one. Both should see enough volume. Uh, if I had both of them, I would be more inclined to play Herbert. Uh, he's been more efficient the last few weeks, just on the year in general. Um, for Miami, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, both wide receiver ones. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill is a wide receiver one. Jalen Waddle is a weekly wide receiver two that has that wide receiver one upside. Um, 
you know, and then Raheem Mostert, he's an RB2. And then Tua, uh, you know, has quarterback one upside every, pretty much every week with these weapons. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the – I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Bears to cover. But I'm going to take Miami to win. Um, yeah, uh, Bears have been playing teams a little tough this week, I mean, last couple of weeks. Uh, on Bears side, I agree with you. Justin Fields has a great matchup. Um, if he was in streaming category, I would be jumping on it. But, yeah, continue to throw him out there. He's Make him your start of the week, Greg. <laughs> maybe, maybe. We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I like his play this week for sure. Uh, got QB1 upside. As far as the running backs, too, I'm with you. Herbert's been a little more efficient, um, willing to play both, especially in uh, deep leagues. But I see them both as, as RB2s. Uh, if one of, Whoever gets the touchdown, of course, is going to have the, the better day. Uh, as far as the receivers, Darnell Mooney is a flex option. I think I'm still stashed on Claypool. I kind of want to see how his usage is this week. Um, but I'll, I'll throw out Darnell Mooney out there. Uh, it's a good matchup. You know, he's got they got both got good matchups on the outside. Um, and then on the Miami side, Tua, they're starting him. The receivers, Waddle and Tyreek Hill, both wide receiver ones, starting them. Mike Kosecki, uh, low and tight in one uh, value. Uh, you're, you're playing him as well. Um, and then for their running backs, uh, I think, you know, Raheem Orsert has some RB2 value. Yep. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game here. We got the three and five Detroit, or Green Bay Packers, rather, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. traveling to Detroit to take on the one and six Detroit Lions. This game has a 49 and a half point total where the Detroit Lions are three and a half point road or home underdogs. Uh, weather is okay. This game is in a dome actually uh, for Detroit. Uh, DeAndre Swift back on the injury report. Questionable with a shoulder and an ankle. Uh, wide receiver Josh Reynolds. He is doubtful with a back injury. Cornerback AJ Parker. He's out with a hip. Offensive tackle Matt Nelson. Out with a calf, cornerback Ifitu Melifuanu, out with an ankle, cornerback Chase Lucas, out with an ankle, and then for Green Bay, Devondre Campbell, the linebackers, out, Preston Smith, the other linebackers, questionable, uh, Alan Lazard, he's a game-time decision with a shoulder injury, Christian Watson, the linebackers, questionable with a concussion, uh, Shamar Jean. Charles, the corner, is out with an ankle. That is a lot of injuries in this game. Yes, sir. Um, in terms of the matchup here, uh, Greg, where are you going? I'm going to still take the over. I'm going to take Detroit to cover, but I'm going to take Green Bay to win. Detroit just knows how to play close, but finds knows how to lose, though, for sure. <laughs> uh, on the Packers side, uh, Rodgers, I think the entire offense has obviously, we, I love the Detroit, I mean, the attack Detroit, all fantasy managers probably do. And Rodgers got some uh, QB1 upside here. He's got start of the week potential as well. Um, Aaron Jones, start of the week potential at running back. Uh, the receivers as well. AJ Dillon even as well has some value in this matchup. I think he, he he's a flex value. Um, as far as the receivers, I do like Romeo Dobbs uh, a little bit more. As, as far as the receivers right now, I think he's starting to gain the most trust from Rodgers, and I think that that matters. Um, so I'm willing to play him uh, as a in wide receiver two play. Alan Lazard also. I think Romeo Dobbs is more upside in this matchup. Uh, Robert Tunyon also in the week of all the bye weeks and 
injuries and stuff is a, a streaming category for for tight end. Um, so yeah, I think you see probably the Packers' best offensive day and uh, a struggling year for them. On the Lions side, uh, Jared Goff QB two territory, um, high in QB two territory. As far as the running backs, if DeAndre Swift's able to go, you're playing him. Jamal Williams, if he's you're playing him as well. Um, I think they both. And our RB2 uh, category, I think Jamal Williams may be a little safer uh, at this point if, if DeAndre Swift is still banged up. Um, but I think you still got to play DeAndre Swift at his upside. Um, man's a stud. As far as the receivers, though, it's going to be interesting. I think, well, I had Josh Reynolds. You know, I did like him coming into, into this week. But he, if he's doubtful with the back, you know, no TJ Hawkinson. Um, Amara St. Brown is a lock, of course. That man's going to get his six-plus receptions every week, as he always does. Uh, but Khalif Raymond then has to, I feel like, that's a name that's gotta gotta step up and be one of those receivers. Sunday morning, Saturday morning, you're you're doing that. You need a receiver. I think he's he's an ad and a play. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I was hoping you were gonna say that name, Greg. <laughs> I was really hoping you were. Uh, I'm taking the under, taking Detroit to cover. Like you said, Detroit they 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 know how to they know how to play a close game, but they also know how to lose a close game. Uh, I'm gonna take the Packers to cover or to win the game here, though. For Detroit, I, I see Jamal Williams as an RB1. I mean, if he continues to see the volume that he saw last week, if Swift is not fully healthy, I mean, then this thing could trend, right? Like, as Swift's volume goes up, Williams' volume goes down. Um, so, you know, those those things have to eventually stabilize. Uh, but for for me, I think, you know, when you consider the red zone work as well, I, I got to have Williams as an RB1. Monra St. Brown, yeah, I mean. It's safe, part, man. It's play <laughs> Play him. <laughs> yeah, I mean the targets are going to continue to to come. I mean, no Swift is banged up. No Hawkinson. I mean, that's got to mean more targets for Monroe St. Brown, but it's also got to mean more targets for Khalif Raymond. Um, you know, we did pick him up in one of our leagues earlier this week. That was one of the first moves <laughs> I made. Uh, and uh, you know, like you said, I, he's somebody who you could pick up this week and 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 you know, throw in your lineup just because you know, the volume should be there. I think he's a wide receiver three flex option. DeAndre Swift, uh, you know, definitely an RB2. Um, you know, the upside that he has is is ridiculous. Um, so, you know, you got to have him in your lineup. And then for Green Bay, Aaron Jones, definitely an RB1. Uh, if Lazard can go, he has wide receiver two upside. And and then you know if Lazard can't go, then I think Dobbs has that wide receiver two upside, but he's he's also got flex appeal as well, um, you know based on the matchup and and you know potentially Lazard being limited here. Yeah, totally agree. Um, moving on to this next matchup, the six and one Washington Commanders traveling to Washington to take on, or sorry, the six and one Minnesota Vikings. Traveling to Washington to take on the four and four Washington Commanders. This game has a 43 and a half point total, where the Minnesota Vikings are three and a half point road favorites here. Weather's okay in this game in terms of injuries for Minnesota defensive lineman Dalvin Tomlinson is out. Irv Smith Jr., the, the tight end, was added to the injured reserve. And then for Washington, JD McKissick, he is out uh, with, a, I believe, a hip injury. Jahan Dotson is out with the hamstring. Chase Young continues to be out with that knee injury. And then linebackers David Mayo and Cole Holcomb are both out of this game as well. Um, 
I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Minnesota to cover. I'm going to take Minnesota to win. Um, for Minnesota, Justin Jefferson, uh, you know, could be the wide receiver one, uh, you know, this whole week. So uh, definitely want him in your lineup. Uh, Dalvin Cook, he's an RB1, um, you know, has top seven, top eight, value, uh, you know, value this week. Kirk Cousins, top 10 quarterback in a revenge game. Don't forget that. Uh, <laughs> and then TJ Hawkinson, I mean, he's definitely he's definitely playable in his first game. Um, you know, they, 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 they have a hole at tight end. Um, this is a good offense that utilizes the position. So, I, I, you know, I, I, tight end is one of those positions where I'm willing to take the risk because, honestly, what else are you, you going to do? Um, and then for Washington, Terry McLaurin, wide receiver two, uh, Heineke, a a, a, Q, a quarterback too, and then uh, I'm going Gibson over Brian Robinson, just because of the efficiency that you know Gibson's been more efficient on his rush attempts, but also with McKissick out, potential game script here, Washington trailing, Gibson should be utilized in the pass game, and, and I think get a lot of uh, work ahead of Brian Robinson. Yeah, it's a good, definitely a good point. Um... I'm gonna take the oh, uh, I'm gonna take the under. Um, I'm gonna take Minnesota to cover. Uh, Minnesota to win. Uh, definitely on Minnesota side. Uh, I like Kirk Cousins matchup. I think you know borderline QB one. Um, Dalvin Cook RB one. You must start. Justin Jefferson. Agree with you. He's gonna have a he's a smash spot here for sure. Uh, as far as the Adam Thielen, I think he's even a, a low end wide receiver to play. Um, and then as far as the receiver, uh, TJ Hawkinson, you're, you're putting him out there. I mean, you know, the Vikings didn't trade for him for nothing. Um, you know, he's a guy you've been playing him at starting every at tight end every week. So continue to, to play him uh, with some borderline tight end one value. Uh, and then on the Washington commander side, Taylor Haneke, uh, high in QB2, got some streaming value here. Uh, to agree with you with the running backs, Antonio Gibson, I think, is the, the safer play this week. Um, you know, Brian Robinson is more. There's a little more touchdown dependent right now at this at this point. But so AJ AG's got that safe PPR upside. Uh, as far as the receivers, really just love. I love like Terry McLaurin's matchup this week. I think he continuing to to roll a little bit now uh, with Taylor Heineke as quarterback. So he's entering back into so wide receiver one upside. Uh, and then Curtis Samuel, your wide receiver three floor every week. Um, continue, you know, he he he's there. It's like the James White of uh, wide receivers, you know, right now. So just uh, play him. He, he's safe. Uh, and, yeah, that's, that's about it. Yeah, no, I like that one. Um, I forgot to mention Curtis Samuel. Uh, I'm – yeah, no, we're good. Let's move on to this next football game. We got the 2-6 and six Carolina Panthers traveling to Cincinnati to take on the 4-4 uh, and four Cincinnati Bengals. This game has a 42.5-point total where the Cincinnati Bengals are seven-and-a-half-point favorites, according to FanDuel Sportsbook. I think this line actually moved a little bit in Carolina's favor, if I'm not mistaken. But um, in terms of the game here, Chuba Hubbard, the running back, is out with an ankle. Um, safety, Justin Burris, out with a concussion. Wide receiver, Rashard Higgins, out with an illness. Um, and then for Cincinnati, you know, Chase, obviously, we know is, is out. Um, you know, but they don't have any other – uh injuries to note Greg where are you at with this game here this game I'm gonna take the over 
Uh, I'm going to take Carolina to cover, but I'm going to take Cincy to win uh, just barely. You know, we, we kind of saw, you know, Cincinnati it can't really overcome you know, the weaknesses they've always had, which is that O-line. Um, but without Jamar Chase, it's going to be harder to get that ball out. Carolina's defense is, is pretty good. So uh, I think they do cause some havoc for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow still QB1 territory. Joe Mixon, his matchup is great. I think he's got uh, definitely RB1 uh, territory starting him. Uh, T. Higgins, uh, also a great matchup playing him. Uh, Tyler Boyd, more of a low end. I think he's more of a flex value, strong flex value uh, here. Hayden Hurst, uh, borderline tight end one as, as he is every week. Um, as long as if this offense could get going, all those guys can can eat. Um, and then on the Carolina side, uh, yeah, Dante Foreman, I'm continuing. As long as Shubhub is out, you got to continue to play him. Um, this man's been balling, getting touchdowns, red zone opportunities, getting yards as well. So it's not just touchdown dependent. Um, so I'm playing him as a, as a strong RB2, some RB1 upside. Uh, and then DJ Moore uh, continue to I'm on board. You know, he's the only person to throw to. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. Uh, and continue to keep an eye on Tyrus Marshall Jr. I think he's uh, another stash this week, but I think if uh, his momentum can continue to grow, um, as a guy that could, could enter flex value. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm going to take the under here. Going to take Carolina to cover. Uh, I'm going to take Cincinnati to win. You know, I, like we talked about, Carolina's defense, they've been solid. I mean, they are mm-hmm. my defensive stream of the week, so <clears throat> definitely confident um, in, in their ability to, to make this a close game here. For the Carolina side, DJ Moore, top 10 option uh, at the wide receiver position. Just, again, that volume is going to be there and, and that you can depend on for sure. Uh, Deontay Foreman, speaking of volume, he's going to continue to get that. So, like you said, strong RB2 with, with some RB1 upside if those touchdowns continue to come. For Cincinnati, you know, Joe Mixon, uh, RB1, um, you know, this is a good run defense, you know, unfortunately for, for Joe Mixon and company. So, um, you know, could be – could, could Joe Mixon might have to make his day, you know, via targets and and receptions and touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, continue to roll those guys out there as wide receiver ones, and then Hayden Hurst, you know, continue to roll him out as a tight end one option, especially with with Chase out. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to this next game here we got the four and three los angeles chargers traveling to atlanta to take on the four and four atlanta falcons this game has a 49 and a half point total where the los angeles chargers are three point favorites uh this game's in the dome so no no concerns there in terms of injuries on the atlanta side running back cordero patterson returned to practice this week love it and as we sit here and record this episode, you know, live on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, um, or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, just make sure you hit that subscribe button, notifications, and all that cool stuff, like, comment, subscribe. But as we sit here, we record this episode. Um, <clears throat> we have no news of Patterson being activated, but typically, like we do on this show, as soon as we get off of this and this episode is posted Patterson probably will be activated so uh, (laughs) uh, just just be mindful of that Um, be on the lookout for that I'm I'm kidding I don't actually know if he will be activated or not but you know just definitely something to note especially if he was somebody that was dropped in your league um, you know you 
because you don't maybe you don't have IR spots or something like that. Just scoop him up. Uh, but <clears throat> offensive tackle Elijah Wilkerson, he will not play in this game. He's out with a knee. AJ Terrell is out with a hamstring. Eric Harris, the safety, is questionable. And then for the Chargers, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both out. Mike Williams with a knee or with an ankle. Uh, Keenan Allen with a hamstring. Uh, Donald Parham, the tight end, he's also out. Linebacker Chris Rumpf is out. Off, uh, defensive lineman Jerry Tillery is out. Kicker Dustin Hopkins is out. And DeAndre Carter, the wide receiver, is questionable in this game. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Chargers to cover. I'm going to take the Chargers to win. For Atlanta, Marcus Mariota has quarterback one upside uh, by stream of the week. Um, it, yeah, Carolina, uh, the Chargers really have an inability to stop the run. Again, that feeds into what Mariota does well. Uh, so, yeah, expecting him to have a, 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 a solid day here. Uh, Kyle Pitts, he's a he's back as a tight end one. You know, he's, his route his route usage is up. Um, you know, so I think you can continue to roll him out there. I'm hoping that Drake London can follow suit. You know, the target share is good. It's just the volume is not great. Um, but he's talented. Um, probably can't play him in this game um, because you you know I would play like a Khalif Raymond over him just because the volume I I could depend on that. Um, but I'm hoping that he, you know, picks this up and turns it around. Uh, Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier, uh, they both have, you know, upside in this game. Again, the Chargers struggle as a run defense. And so, um, you know, both those guys should see enough work to, to potentially uh, bring back value, assuming Cordero Patterson doesn't play. If Cordero Patterson does play, then I think you can play Patterson. Um, and I would, I would stay away from these other two guys. Uh, but for the Chargers, Austin Eckler, He's got to be an RB one. Like he's he's got to be. I mean, no no Keenan Allen. No yes, Mike the, the RB one upside this week. Yeah, yeah, like my man should see like twenty five percent of the targets yeah. for the yeah. for the for the Chargers. Uh, I think Herbert still finds a way to get it done. Um, you know, against this Atlanta defense and the Joshua Palmer. I think he should fi- he should finally come through like with a legit game here. Um, against an Atlanta defense that struggles against the pass, no AJ Terrell, uh, and then Gerald Everett as well. I think he's got tight end one upside again with you know with no Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm 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 with you. I'm gonna take the over. Uh, I'm gonna take Atlanta to cover, uh, and but I'm gonna still take the Chargers to win. Um, yeah, on the Atlanta side. I agree with you. Mark Mariota, uh, streaming the week potential. He safe floor. I think this is a week that he he comes through, um, gives you that safe floor and, and more. Um, as far as the receivers, uh, Drake London. Yeah, I, I think I'm still a stash for him, but I'm with you on Kyle Pitts, uh, low and tight end one value uh, as well. <clears throat> uh, the running backs, if Cordell is there, you're obviously you're, you're putting him in. That man's a beast. Uh, before he got hurt, this man was having an RB one year, a bona fide RB one year. So. Uh, if he's if he's healthy, you're playing him. If not, uh, the, you know the, the running backs that are in do have uh, good matchups, uh, but I still I see them as more you know low on RB twos. Uh, Alagier and uh, Caleb Huntley. Uh, Alagier I think has a little more upside. Um, maybe get touchdowns, but I think they're both in that that RB two category. Uh, as far as the Chargers side, this is this has got to be the game for Herbert, man. This has got to be uh, the game while you know we see Herbert as the way we see him. 
think he's been just super quiet this year. The Chargers in general have been very quiet this year, except Eckler. Um, but yeah, he he's got to come through. Eckler, uh, RB one must start. Uh, again, the RB one upside uh, as far as his matchup this week. Uh, and, and then the receivers, I'm with you, Josh Farmer. Uh, he's up there with that, you know, the Khalif Raymond, you know, the, the upside receivers of this week. Uh, if you need a receiver, I think Josh Farmer is another option that is going to get you a, a good day. So I have him as a, a strong wide receiver too. DeAndre Carter, uh, I think he has some f- flex value, uh, especially if you're in a league that ha- has return yardage because he does also return kicks. And Jared Everett, uh, you know, tied him on upside for sure. He should, should be in a smash fight here. Yeah, definitely. This game has a, a ton of intrigue, a ton of upside. So yeah, curious to see how it plays it. out. Um, let's move on to this next game here. We got the five and three Seattle Seahawks traveling to Arizona to take on the three and five Arizona Cardinals. This game has a fifty and a half point total, where the Arizona Cardinals are. Two-point favorites. Uh, in terms of injuries and, or in terms of weather, we're okay on that front. Uh, in terms of injuries, James Conner is expected to be a game-time decision. Max Garcia is the offensive tackle is out. Uh, Christian Matthew, the linebacker, is out. Buda Baker is questionable with an ankle, and then wide receiver Marquise Goodwin for Seattle is out. Penny Hart is questionable, and Daryl Taylor is out with a groin. Um, Greg, where are you going with this matchup here? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover and, and Jacksonville to win. Um, yeah, especially after, after last week. You know, the Raiders continue to be the most disappointing team in the league. I think this, you know, just their roster and they should just be more, like uh, honestly, and uh, they're they're just not uh, on their side. I think the you know the only locks for them are Josh Jacobs. Uh, continue to play him. He's having a, still a great year, even after a bad week last week. It's still got to play him as a RB one. Uh, and Devontae Adams, you know, you're playing him as a as a wide receiver one, but it's tough. Like you know, he he's got to get some consistency for for me to continue to see him as a you know a bona fide RB wide receiver one in this offense. Um, but you're playing him with a with a little concern, uh, I think. Um, uh, you're putting him out there on the Jacksonville side. That's it. That's all I want to start for for the Raiders. Uh, on the Jacksonville side, um, Travis Etienne, he's an RB one, uh, RB one value. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has some QB one upside, I believe, in this matchup. You know, Vegas you know, Raiders defense is pretty bad. Uh, as far as the receivers. So it's tough to kind of you know see who's going to have that top day. I think must start category is only maybe Christian Kirk uh, as a, a good flex value, uh, and that and that's about it. Um, and then Evan Ingram I think is is a good play at, at the tight end position. If their one is going, uh, you're also playing him as well. Yeah, sorry. So I, I we had a little uh, snafu on my end. I accidentally skipped over Jacksonville and the Raiders and was talking about Arizona and Greg oh, broke yeah. down Greg broke yeah. down Jacksonville <laughs> Jacksonville and Vegas so uh I'll kind of obviously we heard Greg's breakdown um and I'll be I'll use some transparency I missed the Jacksonville um <laughs> Jacksonville Vegas Yeah cuz I was looking at the screen too yeah <laughs> in my show sheets and so 
Um, that's where we messed up. That's where I messed up. So the two and five Raiders are traveling to Jacksonville to take on the one or the two and six Jags. Game has a 47 and a half point total, and the Raiders are one and a half point road favorites. Now that was the game Greg just spoke to. I am in this game. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take Jacksonville to cover. I'm also gonna take Jacksonville to win this game. And then on the fantasy side for Jacksonville, uh Travis Etienne, you know, definitely continue to roll him out there as an RB1. Um Trevor Lawrence. I I, I so badly wanted to make Trevor Lawrence my start of the week. It's got a so, great matchup. Great matchup. It's a it's a fantastic matchup. And yeah. I like really so badly wanted to do it. Um but We'll see what happens. We still have time. Uh, anyway, Evan Ingram, you know, he's in a fantastic spot as well. Um, definitely some top six upside at the position. Uh, and then at wide receiver, uh, Christian Kirk, he's a wide receiver two. Uh, Zay Jones, probably a wide receiver three. Um, in terms of the Raiders side, Josh Jacobs, Definitely, you know, an RB1. Devontae Adams, he's a, a wide receiver one. It's looking tough um, out here, man. It's looking really tough uh, for sure. Uh, Derek Carr is in another nice spot. Oh, man. But I can't do it. Well, which means now, now that, means, yeah, that means he's playing. Yeah, he's going to play well now. He's, <laughs> <laughs> when you don't expect him to, that's when he comes through for you, man. He's, doesn't need expectations right now. Right. No, but, uh, and maybe maybe Darren Waller coming back could help. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe because uh, that's a, that's if Darren Waller makes it back. If Darren Waller doesn't make it back, uh, Foster Moreau has some intrigue as mm-hmm. well. Um. All right. Now that we've talked about that football game long enough. Um. <laughs> by the way, what happened to Hunter Renfro? <laughs> I just dropped him in my league. Like. Oh, this is a little late. Yeah, a little late. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I know. Man went from the safest receiver in the league last year, one of the yeah, in fantasy, to just non-existent. I mean, you, it's, it's your boy, probably Josh McDaniels, man. I don't know. You got. Why is he my boy? Why, why, <laughs> why do I? Why? Why do I own him? Like I don't get this. Like no, this should be easy to get Hunter Renfro the ball, man. Like he's he's a great, excellent route runner. Uh, and this is said by peers of his league. Like, Darren James said he's one of the best route runners in the league. Like, I, he, you can get him out the line of scrimmage. He can be a yak guy, too. Like, he's a great possession receiver. He's great to move the chains. He's a, a good football player, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy, man, especially when you consider Josh McDaniel's history. Uh, I'm not profiling right now, but Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, uh, Danny Amendola, uh, these guys that have excelled in the slot running option routes yeah. for this offense. And that's what Hunter Renfro was doing last year. Uh, yeah, it's just not a good look. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's move on to this game that we were supposed to talk about before, which is the five and three Seattle Seahawks taking on a three and five Arizona Cardinals um, in terms, again, of injuries. James Conner, questionable game time decision. Offensive tackle, Max Garcia out. Christian Matthew, linebacker, out. Safety, Buda Baker, questionable with an ankle. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, the wide receiver for Seattle, out with a hamstring. Uh, Penny Hart, questionable with a hamstring. And Daryl Taylor, out with a groin. 
for me, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the cards to cover. I'm going to take the Cardinals to win. Uh, for Arizona, Kyler Murray, uh, QB1, again, I'll say it again. I'll reiterate, reiterate it. DeAndre Hopkins with Kyler Murray, you get a different Kyler Murray, um, QB1. D-Hop, wide receiver one. I think Eno Benjamin is a is an RB2 with or without James Conner. Um, I think he's earned that right um, by the Cardinals coaching staff. Again, this is banking on rational coaching here, which is sometimes – hard to do but um you know i i just think you know benjamin's been so good that it's, it's going to be hard to keep him off the field uh zach Ertz is a tight end one rondell moore is a wide receiver three or four uh you know with some flex appeal and then for seattle geno smith a qb1 kenneth walker an rb1 tyler lockett and dk metcalf both wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside and then noah fant has uh, tight end one upside as my stream of the week. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over here. They gotta make up for all those points. They didn't get me get us in the last game uh, that they face each other. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take Seattle to cover uh, and Seattle to win. Um, as far as you know, Seattle side, uh, you know, just kind of the analysis we thought was gonna happen last time. You know, Geno Smith QB one, uh, Kenneth Walker Jr., uh, Kenneth Walker the third RB one. Uh, receivers, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett both have wide receiver one upside. Um, I think with, this should be a, a shootout game. Um, you know, as far as the, the receivers, um, uh, which we'll call it, as far as the tight end, <clears throat> uh, on the on the Cardinal side, Zach Ertz should be playing well. Kyler Murray playing excellent. excellent. DeAndre Hopkins, um, a play every time, a wide receiver one. Uh, the receive, uh, running backs, uh, James Conner, you know, Benjamin, um, you know, they're going to split their their time, you know, savage, salvage each other's uh, work. I think they're both in that RB2 category. Obviously, whoever gets, you know, the touchdown, if they can, will have a, a better day. Um, if I had to lean towards one, I think I would go James Conner a little bit more now. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Uh, we'll just see, have to see how it plays out. I, I traded away. I know I sent you a... Uh, I traded away Eno Benjamin uh, to acquire Jonathan Taylor. There you go. Uh, who is out this week? But luckily, I traded three players, acquired one, um, and I picked up Deion Jackson with my with my extra roster there you spots. Go. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, Eno Benjamin is somebody who like I literally like. Good enough that he could he could continue to be the guy. Um, but anyway, let's move on to this next game. The three and four Los Angeles Rams traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the three and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game has a forty-two and a half point total, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are two and a half point favorites at home. Um, in terms of weather, we're okay. In terms of injuries, head coach Sean McVay said he expects Van Jefferson and Cooper Cup to both play. Um, Jake Hummel is out with a hip injury. Cam Akers has returned to the team, has practiced with the team. Sean McVay said it's a possibility that he plays this week. Uh, for Tampa Bay, Russell Gage, the wide receiver, is out with the hamstring. Uh, offensive lineman Luke Kadecki is out. Antoine Winfield, the safety, is out with a concussion. 
Tight end Cam Brate is out with neck, and cornerback Carlton Davis is questionable with a hip injury. Uh, Greg, where are you leaning with this game here? Tough. Um, I'm going to take the under, though. I'm going to take Tampa to cover and Tampa to win. Um, as far as Tampa side, who to play, uh, really the locks are Atlanta Fournette being our RB1. Mike Evans, I think, is in a, in a great spot here as a wide receiver one. <clears throat> and that's about it for the for the Tampa Bay side. I mean, this this offense is really uh, you can't really trust a lot of pieces. Chris Godwin as well, I think, is a is a good option. Um, I think some some wide receiver to to play uh, for sure. Uh, on the Rams side, <clears throat> also tough to trust. Can't trust either quarterback. I think in this in this matchup, um, as far as the running backs for you know the Rams, I, it's hard to also trust Darrell Henderson. I think I'm gonna try to find other options. Uh, and as far as the receivers, Cooper Cup, really the only must-start play for them. And Tyler Higby uh, has been a very, very good tight end this year uh, in fantasy. Uh, continue to play him as a tight end one. Yeah, I'm taking the under here. I'm going to take the Rams to cover. I'm going to take the Rams to win. Uh, this this game was tough to pick. Um, both teams are not very good. Yeah. Uh, both teams are desperate for this game. Whoever loses this game, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident saying their season's done. Oof. I mean, Oof. if the yeah, Rams I mean, the lose, they the go NFC is tough, though. NFC, like, you can really get in with a bad record, I think. I mean, <laughs> like, Ryan Fitzpatrick said this, right? Even if the Bucks win that division, they're not going anywhere. No, no, no. They're, they're <laughs> first round, their first round exit, for sure. Yeah. First round exit. Knocked out. Done. Yeah. Okay, go home now. Right, so <laughs> them in the AFC South one or two, both the Souths. Yeah, it's wild. Um. Anyway, so let's move on to, uh, or I got to give my fantasy analysis, I guess. Yeah, that's that's how much is not really in this game. <laughs> yeah, no. So, uh, Cup, he's a wide receiver one. Uh, I do think Allen Robinson is a wide receiver three. Tyler Higby, tight end one. Uh, staying away from this entire backfield uh, on the Rams. Uh, Cam Akers, though, I, I, I will stash because he's been let go and leave. So I will stash. Hey. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? No, nah, yeah. yeah, nah, yeah. <laughs> uh, for Tampa Bay, uh, for Nett, he's an RB1. Uh, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, um, they're both I, – why? I, Wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside. Uh, one of them is going to finish as a wide receiver two, potentially with wide receiver one upside. The other one's going to finish as a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. Um, Brady's just been so bad that it, it's like, what does it matter? Uh, but anyway, Brady, he's a QB two. Uh, continue to stash Rashad White, the yeah. running back. Um, Leonard Fournette has never played in, like, he's never played all. 100% of his games in the NFL season. Um, so they're still rolling. He's still rolling. They're still rolling. He's got to come soon. Oh, yeah. Um, it will come definitely during league winning time. Like, yeah. Week yeah. 16, 17, 18. Right Championship. Yeah. Like Championship. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Cade Otten definitely has some some value this week with, with Cam Bray uh, out. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Cade Otten, yeah. Yo, you how'd you one bad week and you forgot about your boy? That's kind of crazy, man. <laughs> kind of crazy. Fans touching the Tyler Higby, man. Oh, okay, got it. 
Got it. Um, all right, enough of that game. Let's move on to this next game. The 5-2 and two Tennessee Titans traveling to Kansas City to take on the 5-2 and two Kansas City Chiefs. This game has a 46.5-point total, where the Kansas City Chiefs are 12.5-point favorites at home. I'm going to, uh, well, in this game here, the, in terms of weather, we're okay. In terms of injuries, tight end uh, Jody Fortson, he's out with a quad slash illness. Uh, for Tennessee, Jeffrey Simmons is questionable. Um, Ryan Tannehill, he's limited all week with an ankle injury. He's also questionable. Um, safety, Amani Hooker, he is out with a shoulder injury. Um, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover the 12 and a half. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win um, Arrowhead Monday night, or Sunday night, rather. Um, that place is going to be crazy. So, yeah, uh, for Kansas City, Mahomes, he's a QB1, probably the QB1 on the week. Uh, Juju, a wide receiver one. Uh, Travis Kelsey, um, you know, probably going to finish as the tight end one or two, uh, depending on what happens with Goddard or, you know, between him and Goddard. Uh, Pacheco, after the bye week, it's the bye week. I'm just, you know, just, you know, just saying, um, can't, can't play Kadarius Tony, um, not in this, not in the first game. Um, but for Tennessee, Derrick Henry, he's an RB one. Robert Woods has to have some kind of upside in this game. Uh, you know, wide receiver nah, reflex. I mean, they, they, they're not going to, they're not going to be able to run the football. Him and Hunter Renfro, man, have been like Robert Woods is also like you could use him in any way. He man succeeded through every situation, man. <laughs> like, gotta get him the ball. Yeah, I think that they have no choice but to get him the ball in this game, right? Like, you know, you're not playing Houston. You can't just hand it to Derrick Henry, you know, 32 times or whatever it was. You know, you're gonna you're, you're 12 and a half point underdogs on the road against Patrick Mahomes. Like, you're gonna you're not gonna be in, go in there and throw the ball 15 times. Like, it's not gonna happen. So. Uh, Robert Woods has to have some kind of upside in this game, but other than that, I'm that's I'm out on Tennessee. I'm gonna take the under. Uh, I'm gonna take the Chiefs to cover and the Chiefs to win. Uh, on the Chiefs side, Patty, you already know QB one every week as he always is. Uh, I'm gonna not stay away from Clyde, but I see him more as an RB three. Um, as far as the receivers, I do like Juju this week. Uh, he's in a, in a great spot receiver-wise. I think he's got strong uh, wide receiver to play. Uh, MVS uh, is a more of a flex guy, uh, low-end flex. Um, Travis Kelsey, though, you're, you're, you're boom a bust flex for MVS. Travis Kelsey tied in one every as he is every week. Uh, as far as the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry is my only must-start, and honestly, that that's really it. Like I, I can't can't I can't trust. Robert Woods just yet. I think he's more. He's definitely in flex conversation, but I think these uh, those you know upside receivers we've been talking about, Josh Palmer, Cleef Raymond. I think you can go with them. Yeah, no, I I, I would definitely go Palmer over over Woods. Um, Cleef Raymond is is tough. It's close because Cleef Raymond's like what second on his team in targets. Yeah, Woods could be first. Um. This is literally just like desperation. Um, it, you know, I'm in a two flex league, and I was looking to pick him up. I uh, was just waiting for some things to clear up, and then he got scooped up. So, 
<laughs> yeah. So uh, now I'm looking to pick up Khalif Raymond. So um, <laughs> I guess I yeah I guess instinctually I was Woods over I was Woods over Raymond. So um, yeah. Next up we've got the five and three Baltimore Ravens traveling to New Orleans to take on the three and five New Orleans Saints. This game has a 48 and a half point total. Takes place on Monday Night Football, 8:15 p.m., where the New Orleans Saints or Baltimore Ravens, rather, are two and a half point road favorites. This game is played in a dome. In terms of injuries for Baltimore, Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver, was added to the injured reserve for a season-ending injury, so he tough. definitely a tough blow there. Um, you know, Gus Edwards, you know, he was a DMP. Um, all week with a hamstring injury. Uh, Mark Andrews has been a DMP all week with a shoulder and an ankle. Demarcus Robinson, limited participant with a groin. Marcus Peters, questionable. Uh, and then for New Orleans, Michael Thomas, the wide receiver, was added to uh, injured reserve with what is a season-ending toe injury. Uh, Jarvis Landry put put in back-to-back limited practices. He's questionable with an ankle, so he could potentially make his his return to action. And then Adam Troutman, he's been limited with an ankle as well. Uh, Greg, where are you leaning with this game? Uh, this game, I'm also going to take the under. Uh, I'm going to take Baltimore to cover, Baltimore to win uh, on the road. It's going to be tough, but I think they get it done. As far as Baltimore side, Lamar Jackson, QB1, as he is every week. Um, if Gus Edwards isn't able to go, I do like Kenyon Drake a little bit. I think he's in that uh rb2 category uh i think you, you can play him uh, especially because he's going to get used around the red zone so he's got some good touchdown upside um as far as the receivers or pass catchers i want to say uh if mark andrews can go starting him if he can't go i say likely and and that's it that's really who i can trust honestly it's, it's, a, it's a must start um and then on the Saints side uh you know alvin kamar been an absolute beast Last couple of weeks, Andy Dawn, Alvin Kamara, just like you know, you're saying Kyler Murray with DeAndre Hopkins, Alvin Kamara with, with Andy Dawn has been absolutely money. Play him as a RB one, and as far as you know, Chris Olave, strong wide receiver two value, Taysom Hill, same analysis every week. You're throwing him out there to get that touchdown, and he seems like he's he's just getting it every week. Uh, the one touchdown, and he's he's good, uh, and, and yeah, that's about it. Yeah, almost every week there. Um, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Baltimore to cover, taking Baltimore to win. So me and you are lockstep there. Uh, for the Baltimore side, Lamar, definitely QB1. Uh, Gus Edwards, Kenyon Drake, I see them as RB2, RB3, respectively. Uh, so if Gus Edwards can't go, Kenyon Drake's, you know, definitely an RB3 uh, in my in my rankings. Mark Andrews, he's a tight end one. If he can go, uh, I think you can play Isaiah likely you know, with or without Mark Andrews, um, you know, even if Mark Andrews can go, like how 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 limited will he be or not be? Um, also, you know, we talked about this with with before we knew Bateman was out for the year, but with Bateman out, this team is looking for pass catchers. Um, you know, you got to get your best eleven on the field, and uh, when you, Isaiah likely has got to be one of the the best eleven. Um, you know, in, in that regards, and so. Uh, you know, Devin DuVernay definitely has some increased upside with, without Bateman for sure, but it seems like he's more of like a – he's not that true number one receiver. He's he's more of an auxiliary player, a gadget-type player. Um, you know, maybe we'll see Deshaun Jackson active. Um, not really, like, looking for that from a fantasy perspective, um, but 
you know, just interesting football football story. Uh, but for New Orleans, you know, like you said, Alvin Kamara with with Andy Dalton. I mean, he's Andy Dalton's not afraid to check the ball down. So got got to <laughs> no, love man. that. <laughs> no uh, man. Chris Olave, uh, you know, again, wide receiver one uh, option, probably wide receiver two. Um, and that, you know, that's really it. Taysom Hill, he'll continue to be that emergency glass for me at the tight end position. You know, again, if I can get, a, you know, a guy off the waiver wire, like an Evan Ingram, uh, might even be willing to play a Tyler Conklin if I need upside from that position. Um, but Taysom Hill, you know, had, I think, 61 rushing yards last week. Uh, so, so got it done that way. Um, but yeah, he, his day really comes when he gets that touchdown. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that helps the day. Yeah, man. Kamara's this last four weeks, this man's on pace to get like a hundred over a hundred receptions. Like he's fully back. Crazy. Yeah, he's, he's a man is back. Uh, you were saying it, man. He was one of the top values coming into the, the draft season, man. And he's hitting right now. Thank you, Andy Dawn. Let's move on to those starts of the week. That Monday time, Greg, your quarterback start of the week this week. I was saying, you know, this has got to be the week that we find out, you know, not find out, but we realize Justin Herbert is Justin Herbert. Got to go with him going against Atlanta. I mean, last two weeks, they're they're chucking it up. They threw the ball 57 times in the previous week before the bye, 51 times. So he's still getting the pass attempts at a high rate. I think they this is more of an efficient day. So he, he gets those pass attempts up, but they turn into uh, close to a 300-yard day, a couple touchdowns. Uh, I think he gets a, a monster day, gets that top five day we, we want. Yes, sir. I definitely like this one. I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins going up against Washington. This is a pure – this is a pure – revenge game narrative for me mm-hmm. um the longtime washington quarterback who washington wouldn't pay and now look at them going through quarterback purgatory we even, even most recently had the head coach saying that the reason why the, the gap in the division is so large between the washington commanders and the rest of the teams is because of the quarterback position uh sending out draft picks to get carson wentz uh had ryan fitzpatrick now they're now they're going through the Heineke situation after dealing with Alex Smith. Um, all you had to do was pay Kirk Cousins. But anyway. I had to when it was real cheap back then. When it was cheap. It was cheap. But they yeah. didn't want to do it. Um, man. Anyways, Washington allows the 17, allows 17 and a half uh, fantasy points to the quarterback position on the season. Kirk Cousins averages 18.1 on the year. Uh, I really like Justin Jefferson to have a big day as well. So this should this should feed all feed into Kirk Cousins having a good day. Absolutely. Greg, that running back start of the week, man. What do you got? Yeah, man. You know, I gotta get some Detroit action this week. Gotta attack them. Gotta go with Aaron Jones versus Detroit. Last week got a season high in carries. Last week 20. Uh, you know, also got 20 um 24 touches total because he got two four receptions as well. 143 yards, which is also a season high, ran really well. I think they continue with that game plan against a team that they should dominate as far as, you know, offensively. Um, rush defense is bad. Pass defense is bad. And it's going to start with Aaron Jones. So he gets it done. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Um, you know, you, you've targeted Detroit a lot. I, I've i been targeting Denver for my running back starts of the week. Unfortunately, they're on by. So I had to go <laughs> in a, a, a different direction. 
I'll go with Ramondre Stevenson uh, going up against Indianapolis. Uh, this Stevenson has just been so good over you know over the last few weeks. He's been the running back five in PPR points per game, averaging more than 23 PPR points during that span. He's seeing fantastic volume. Uh, gets a matchup here versus in. back position uh stevenson favored at home and is honestly game script proof when you when you consider has a 21 percent target share over the last three weeks as well so definitely fire up for andre stevenson yeah man one of the my favorite plays this year in fantasy and in football he's just continuing to roll definitely man i mean not a lot of six six foot 240 pound people that could do some of the things that Ramondre stevenson does on a football field uh Greg, your wide receiver started week this week. I'm going to go with Mike Evans going against the Rams. Uh, you know, the Rams have just been pretty bad defensively in the secondary this year because Jalen Ramsey doesn't really shadow their number receiver. He, he's moved around a lot, uh, secondary being banged up and just getting eaten. So I think my, Mike Evans has a, a good day. He, uh, he's usually the guy that's going to lead the team in targets. So the last two weeks, 15 targets, last week 11. Um, and then, you know, just the the – the chemistry is, is is not as there as it used to be, but they, they're really just one play away from him having a huge day. I mean, he had six for 123 uh, last week. Previous week, he almost got 100 yards and dropped a 70-yard touchdown. So I think this is, you know, one play, one connection uh, is going to make this day even more of a, a, a blow-up game. Yeah, no, I, I like this one. Uh, Mike Evans definitely has that week-winning upside every week he's out there. So, um Definitely a good one. I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson against Ooh, Buffalo. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in a week with all these buys, you know, we definitely need some help in our lineups. So, so I'm, again, I'm going with Garrett Wilson, who with Corey Davis out with the knee and Elijah Moore basically on punishment, uh, he's assumed the number one receiver role for the Jets and, and the talented rookie just didn't disappoint last week. It was actually in what was actually a tougher matchup on paper. This time he gets a Bills defense that allows the 10th most PPR points to the wide receiver position over these last two weeks. And again, we're going to get some negative game script on, you know, in this game here, you know, being 12 and a half point underdogs, um, Buffalo secondaries banged up. So I, I definitely like Wilson to have a nice day. Yeah, somehow got dropped in uh, one of our leagues, so able to, to scoop him up and very happy about that. Uh, yeah, man, I always like love Gary Wilson. Definitely love Gary Wilson. Uh, Greg, your tight end started the week this week. Got to go with Justin Herbert. I mean, not Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's tight end, Gerald Everett, going against Atlanta. Uh, you know, just a matchup is great for him. Uh, a guy that's you know been used as far as target share, he's getting a high percentage. Uh, last two weeks, you know, seven and nine, uh, respectively, target-wise. So he's going to get the ball. Um, and with those receivers out, we talked about Mike Williams and being out, Keenan Allen being out, uh, not a lot of people to throw to. And I think Herbert's going to have a monster day. Gerald Everett's going to be a big part of that. Yeah, I, I like this one. Um, you know, as soon as we got the news, Mike Williams was going to be out um, and Keenan Allen was going to be out, it, it was pretty evident that, Austin Eckler, Gerald Everett, you know, we're going to be the primary beneficiaries of, of those absences. Um, my tight end start of the week, this is kind of me. I said I wanted to go with Trevor Lawrence, but I couldn't really 
do it. This is kind of me going with Trevor Lawrence. I'm going with Evan Ingram. We go. Going up against Las Vegas. He's the tight end six over the last three weeks. Gets a matchup here against a, a, a terrible Las Vegas defense. Terrible. Evan Ingram has an 18% target share over the last three weeks, averaging 12 and a half yards per reception in a game that, again, where I'd like Trevor Lawrence to have a big day. Uh, so I think Ingram is, is going to be a huge part of that. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Uh, now it's time for uh, the most competitive uh, segment that we have on our show. Change, Some change, get change. money. Yes, sir. Uh, Greg blew me out of the water last week. <laughs> um, so I was, you know, I'm coming, I'm coming back to exact revenge. Uh, I think we're blood. even. I think we're even, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what week are we in? We're in week nine. So that means that there's been four weeks. So yeah, we're. I believe we're four, four and four. Um, I could confirm. Yep, four and four. Uh, and it is an odd week, so Greg gets the first pick, and he's going to ruin my lineup. So Greg, tell the people how you are going to uh, kill my lineup right now. Oh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my running back start of the week right now. I'm gonna take Aaron Jones, uh, 7,800. Uh, yes, sir. Slot him in there against Detroit. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. I thought you were That's gonna strike. No, nah, nah, I had to afford some things, so I had to move some stuff around. I had to afford some things, he said. Well, nothing really. Nothing really okay. Crazy. All right. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, man. I need to lock up this flex right now, because if I don't lock up this flex, like I can't do everything else I'm trying to do. Mm. So I got to get Deion Jackson in here, 5K. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to take... But my wide receiver one, actually, yeah, my RB2, I'm going to take Deontay Foreman, 7,300. Uh, slide him in there. Okay. Um, for my wide receiver one, I'm going to take Justin Jefferson, 9K. like it. My wide receiver one, I'm going to take T. Higgins, uh, 8,000. Okay. Uh, my running back one, I'm going to take Austin Eckler, 9,400. Sure. My wide receiver two, I'm gonna take Terry McLaurin, seventy two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I was gonna, I was gonna take him, and I did take him. It's like you can't afford, you can't afford him, right? Like, oh, okay, okay, that's fine. I'll recover. Um, well, I'm gonna take my wide receiver start of the week right now. Garrett Wilson, fifty eight hundred. Like it. Uh, at tight end, I'm gonna take your tight end start of the week. Put Evan Ingram in there. At <laughs> fifty two hundred, I really wanted Jared Everett, but he's too expensive. <laughs> he's fifty eight hundred. And I don't have Harry Hurst, but he's a good play as well. You know, I'm gonna oh, take man. Evan Ingram. Slide him in there. Fifty two hundred, yo. It's a good price. The, the 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 all of the expletives that I'm sending in your direction right now, Greg. You, you just you thought it was coming it. early, but now yeah, all the all the the back end plays, you know, those value like, plays. I don't like this. Uh, anyway, well, that kind of just kills what I was gonna do. Oh my god. 
No, I'm not going to change it. Um, at my running back two, I'm going to take Ramondre Stevenson, 8K, mm. my running back start of the week. Uh, at my wide receiver three, I'm going to take Amon Ross St. Brown, 7,100. Um, yeah, going against Green Bay. Sky, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> I mean, I had him in there before. He said that. Sorry. That, made, that made me feel more confident. It makes me feel better. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, my tight end. Actually, I'm going to go DJ Moore at my third wide receiver spot. Like it. Uh, at my flex, I'm going to take Romeo Dobbs, 6,100, going against Detroit. Um, at quarterback, going, uh, uh. Uh, tight end, I'm going with Noah Sant. My tight end's really weak, 4,800. Uh, I had a little money. I was going to go take Herbert at my quarterback for my start of the week, but I'm going to just go ahead. I got a little more money. I'm going to take Tua, 8,000, uh, going against Chicago. My defense, I'm going to take my defensive stream of the week and Carolina Panthers, 3,300. That's tough. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely. That, that makes a lot of budget spacing for them right there. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, man. Uh, uh, I guess I got to. <laughs> oh, man. That's brutal. <laughs> really trapped right now. Really trapped. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to take these. <laughs> or Detroit? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's it. Uh, we'll have to take Detroit. <laughs> Thirty-two hundred. Oh, that's creepy. Oh man. <laughs> uh, at my quarterback, I'm gonna take. Uh, She's stuck Trevor, with Herbert. Trevor Lawrence, sixty-eight hundred. There you go. Uh, but I can't stack them with Evan Ingram anymore, so it's uh, it is what it is. All right, Greg, <laughs> you read off your lineup. Tua Tagovailoa, eight thousand at quarterback position. Aaron Jones, my RB one, is seventy eight hundred. Deontay Foreman, RB two, at seventy three hundred. T Higgins, my wide receiver one, eight thousand. Terry McLaurin, wide receiver two, is seventy two hundred. Monra St. Brown, seventy one hundred. Evan Ingram at the tight end position, 5,200. Romeo Dobbs in the flex, 6,100. And my defense, the Detroit Lions, 3,200. Going against the Green Bay Packers, who I have like two in the lineup already. In my own lineup. <laughs> but I couldn't, go with, I couldn't go with Chicago. I mean, I have two starting at quarterback, so whatever. Well, I guess in that front, uh, some some game theory that I'll share with the with the listeners is that if I'm forced to have to play a defense against my players, I'd much rather play them against my quarterback because mm. sacks, 
that could potentially doesn't lead hurt the you. quarterback really. Doesn't hurt the quarterback really. Um, interceptions they don't hurt you or help you. That's a push. Yeah. Um, but in, in order for you know Dobbs <laughs> scores a touchdown, Aaron Jones scores a touchdown. That's kind of bad for your defense. It's cool. That's that'd be the only touchdowns they score. Fourteen points. There you Fourteen go. points. There you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my lineup. I have Trevor Lawrence in my quarterback, sixty-eight hundred. Um. Austin Eckler at, at running back, 9,400. Ramondre Stevenson as my RB2, 8,000. Justin Jefferson as my wide receiver, 1 for 9,000. Um, DJ Moore, my, my wide receiver, 2, uh, 7,000. Garrett Wilson, my wide receiver, 3, 5,800. Noah Fant, my uh, tight at tight end, my tight end streamer of the week, uh, 4,800. Deion Jackson uh, as my flex for 5,000. And then Carolina Panthers defense for thirty three hundred. There you go. All right. Well, it's a big week. Uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, pretty much every week is going to be a big week because it seems that nobody can get more than a two a two game lead on this. So, um, everyone, we hope that you enjoy uh, Thursday night or Thursday night football. I hope you enjoy all these slated games. Um, hope that you get to and um, you know, again, spend time with family, uh, all that fun stuff. Just a quick announcement probably should have done at the beginning of the show, but we'll do it now. We will not have an episode on Monday, we will instead have an episode on Tuesday, and we'll break down everything that happens. Um, and hopefully we can get you some some waiver wire um, suggestions before you before you put your claims in. Um, so yeah, have a good one, everybody. We uh, thank you for tapping in and enjoying the Saturday morning with us. Greg, anything else you want to say to the people before we close it out? Ah man, yeah, enjoy this week for sure. Yeah, yes sir. All right, y'all, have a good one, and we'll talk to y'all on Tuesday. Have a good one, everybody, and we're out. Yeah.